everyone and welcome back to Thick and Thin episode 2. I'm Katie Bilotti, your host I suppose for this evening or whatever time of day it is that you are listening to this. As of right now it is evening on Thursday, the Thursday before Labor Day and I don't have work tomorrow so I can you know stay up all night and do this thing. So if you guys are going to stick with me I'm going to keep talking and I do want to say Special thank you to everyone who's been reaching out, you know, congratulating me on the podcast, really giving me great feedback, um, you know, a lot of compliments, but also some, you know, what's it called? The stuff that isn't so great. What is that? It's a a criticism. Yeah. Another C word. The criticism. Compliments are great, but also, you know, criticism is good as well. And I love to hear it. So if you guys have anything you want me to, you know, tweak about the podcast, feel free to reach out. I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to stop doing it, obviously. So Yeah. Anyway, I've been loving the feedback overall, and so it's propelled me to keep going, and I really do plan on creating one of these podcasts every single week. I'm going to eventually figure out, like, a day that I'm going to post them, but, you know, in the meantime, as of right now, when, you know, things are kind of crazy, because it's, like, the end of summer where work is crazy and social life is crazy and everyone's moving and it's just crazy overall, you know, I don't really know what day I'm going to specifically be like, I'm going to post on this day, so... As of right now, you're going to get it when you get it. Get it when it's hot. So yeah, today is a great day because I'm going to be talking about a lot of things that you guys brought up in the comments and in the DMs and things that were really, really brought up by you guys, which is very special because instead of just talking about whatever the heck I want to talk about, which is also important, I'm going to be touching on things specifically that you guys asked me to touch on, which is really great. So Again, you know, if you're going to give me compliments and criticism, also give me some, you know, questions and ideas and things that you want me to talk about because this podcast, at the end of the day, I'm not just talking to hear myself talk, you know, I'm talking to ultimately benefit the world in some way, shape, or form, even if it means just a little bit of entertainment. So I'll be throwing some stories at you guys in this podcast today, tonight, whatever time of day it is, whatever state of being you're in at this very moment in time. I'm, I've been loving reading the messages of you guys being like, I listened to this when I got ready to go out and I was pre-gaming. I'm like, you know, that is what I love to hear. You guys play my podcast whenever. Just just play it. That's a little subtle plug, but if you're listening to this, you've already played it. So anyway, so I'm going to launch into all the things that I'm going to talk about. I actually have a bunch of notes that I've been writing in my notes section as I've been doing my, you know, living my life, I've been thinking about things here and there that I'm like, oh my God, that would be amazing to put into the podcast. So I have a note and it's it's very like gibberishy, like doesn't really make sense like if you look at it, but I, you know what, I understand it. So anyway, I want to start out with a little bit of a, a story slash just a, an experience that I had recently that kind of ties all of this together, everything I'm going to go into And okay, so as you guys know, I moved into this amazing little apartment in Hell's Kitchen. It definitely is not huge, and it very much so is very much my first apartment. You know, everyone needs a first apartment that isn't perfect, because I feel like if you live in like a perfect first apartment, it's just not right. You're supposed to start like somewhere where you can like really go up from there, or at least just like, you know, get into the, the grind of having an apartment and getting used to it. 
So my apartment is great. Uh, there are some parts of it that are not so great. Like the drain in the bathroom like really drives me nuts. Like I, it, it literally fills up. I mean, it's kind of encouraging me to take shorter showers, but there's definitely something I should do about it. Cause like if I'm in the shower for longer than like 15 minutes, it literally floods my bathroom. So I need to figure that out. Among other things, the lighting in my kitchen is still horrendous. I need to work on that. But overall, as you guys know, if you watched my moving in vlogs on YouTube, I really was drawn to like the exposed brick and, you know, all those things. So the other night I was trying to hang this picture. I got these adorable prints on Etsy and they're like screenplays from my favorite films. So I got one from Dirty Dancing, of course, and then one from Gone with the Wind, another one of my faves. And I had them and I was like, putting them into frames, trying to hang them above my bed. And my bed has exposed brick behind it and it's painted this glorious white color and I absolutely love it. It was like one of the big selling points for me, like the reasons why I chose this apartment. So I was trying so hard to get this darn picture frame on the wall. And guys, you would not believe it. I was like profusely sweating trying to get this darn picture frame up. And I was doing everything but the traditional way of doing things. Like I was literally, you know, it was like trying to fit like a square into a circle. Like it was just impossible. I was trying to like, because I knew like ultimately what I'd have to do is like make a hole in the brick, but I had no idea how to do that. I don't have the proper tools for that. So I was like using command strips. I literally went all the way to Target, which if you guys know where I live, that's very far in literal Times Square. I went to Times Square to get command strips, guys. Like I am whack. And then I kind of realized on the way back that I totally could have gone to CVS, but I went to Target instead. But I mean, I guess part of me just like wanted to go to Target. If you guys know me, uh, I'm obsessed with Target, but so is everyone these days. It's like really trendy now to be obsessed with Target, like be a girl. It's like obsessed with Target. There's all the memes about it. Anyway, long story short, I was trying to hang this darn picture and I used command strips and I, I thought it was going to work. I was like, okay, I know I need to like, you know, wait till the morning maybe. Like it was the type of thing where I got the prints and I was like, oh my God, I need to hang them right now, even though it's like 10 o'clock and I work in the morning. But like, no, I am not waiting one more second. These are going up. And I'm kind of like that about every element of my life. Like I, I'm really impatient and I'm definitely, I'm a planner in some regards, but not when it comes to things I'm like very, very excited about. I'm like, so like, I need to do this now. Like if I'm going on a trip in like five days and I'm really excited about it, I'm going to pack. I probably already ordered my outfits, like, you know, curated from these websites like weeks ago. Like I am very much like when I'm excited, I don't waste any time. And so that kind of bites me in the butt sometimes like with these, these picture frames that I was hanging. So as I was hanging them, there were two at the time, (laughs) one of them, you know, while I was hanging, it came crashing down and the frame broke in half. And I was like, well, fuck. (laughs) Okay. Wait, am I allowed to say that? Am I allowed to curse? I don't know. Sue me. But yeah, so that one bit the dust and I was like, well, great. Now what do I do? And I was like looking at the frame and I'm like, should I glue it? Like, I'm like, oh my God. And I essentially, essentially, I eventually recycled it, but I was like, okay, well, there goes one. And I'm like, you know what? I totally could have waited until the morning to do this. And then I wouldn't have struggled so badly. And I wouldn't have, you know, messed up one of my pictures. But regardless, I was like, okay, well, I still got another one. I'm going to hang the other one above my bed. It's going to be all fine and dandy. It's going to look great. So I'm hanging this up. I use the command strips, stick it to my wall. And I didn't really realize that like painted brick is like is very slippery. Like it, there was just no way in hell this was going to work. But I was like, oh, the command strips say that they can hold like 50 pounds. So like, obviously it's going to work. So I hang it up and it works and it's fine. You know, I, I very well should have waited till the morning to like 
go to like the hardware store, figure out how to like make a hole in the brick, do that, put a really nice huge like nail in the brick. I know I knew what I needed to do. And I was like, I can call my dad. Like my dad would totally know what to do. So I had all the resources and I totally could have done it. But then part of me was like, no, I need to do this my way and I'm going to do it right now and it's going to be probably fine. But like there might be some like whatever. So I'm like sitting in my bed (laughs) doing work after hanging the picture and like I'm not going to, okay, maybe like 30 minutes after I hung it, I hear like a crash and it just came crashing down to the floor off of the wall. And yeah, so truth be told, um, command strips aren't as great as you think they are, especially when it comes to painted brick. (laughs) So I'm just sitting there in my bed. I'm like, like, oh, because I already broke one. This is the second one that just bit the dust. I'm like, maybe it's just not meant to be. (laughs) But I, I, okay, so where am I going with this? I eventually, so the picture is currently now sitting, leaning against my, um, so that one, the the frame didn't break on this one, but the the picture, I'm looking at it right now, it's leaned up against the the wall next to my bathroom, like, I'm going to give it a few weeks to hang it up again, or at least attempt to, but yeah, if anyone wants to come over and help me out at my friends who are in the city, please do, because I clearly do not know how to hang a picture frame, which sounds very, very simple. Anyway, so where am I going with this? Why the heck did I just tell you this story? I think that part of the reason why I told you this story. So I, on the way home from work, I was thinking about this and I was like, I really want to talk about the fact that I tend to force a lot of things in my life. I tend to, to force a lot of things because I want them to happen, but they aren't, it's just not going to happen. Like I shouldn't have even thought that it would happen, but I'm like, no, 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 it's going to work. I'm going to make this work. I think that it's the right time for this to work. So I'm going to just do it and see what happens. And sometimes you know, in my romantic life, for example, I know you guys, you know, I'm not going to dwell completely on my romantic life because a lot of times this also applies to a lot of other elements of my life. You know, I'm not entirely just rash and like crazy about guys. It's also like, you know, my career and my schooling. Like I would just, there's just all sorts of things, but I'm going to stick to the romantic example in this sense because I want to talk about it. So we're going to. So In many, many relationships I've had slash just like romantic infatuations with people, I have tried very hard to force things that aren't there. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. And I also kind of want to rephrase it in a different way because I go back and forth on this. There's a lot of ways that this picture frame analogy kind of relates to my life, you know, because sometimes I I just want to like lay it out there. Sometimes you don't need to be in a relationship. Like sometimes, I mean, maybe, okay, a lot of times. A lot of times you think you need something. You think that you're supposed to be doing something because of many, many things. You know, society, Instagram, for example. I saw this thing. I posted it on Instagram today. Well, I reposted it. I didn't create it. But it says, I'm I'm looking it up right now so I can not mess this up and tell you exactly what I'm. Okay, it says, don't let the internet rush you. No one is posting their failures. And while this doesn't like completely go along with what I'm talking about, in the sense that, you know, you don't have to be doing what everyone else is doing. And my mom always says that to me. And I feel like it's like so cliche and it's so something that you tell your kids when you don't want them to be like smoking weed or anything. But it's like you don't always have to be doing what everyone else is doing. And sometimes I get very caught up in what everyone else is doing. And also not even what everyone else is in my peers, but also like my parents who are in a loving relationship or you know, the TV shows that I really look up to and love and adore and whatever. 
And it's just, it's a kind of a combination. And it's part of me, part of me likes to think that I don't go with the flow because, you know, only dead fish go with the flow. Like I'm not the type of person that's always doing what everyone else is doing. And I do pride myself in that, but there are moments where I get kind of blinded and I forget, I kind of lose track of what's actually going on with me. Like, so why am I bringing this up? Okay, I'm going to segue a little bit. Recently, I, in the city, have been using dating apps. I've been really putting myself out there because, you know, my boss has been talking to me about it. A bunch of people, like, in the city are like, Katie, like, your 20s are the most exciting time for you to get yourself out there, you know, go date people, like, have fun. In your in your 20s, you know, it's the best place to be, you know, New York City, dating, blah, blah, blah. It's glamorous. Just watch Sex in the City. Just watch all those TV shows. Every TV show these days is based in New York City. It's actually absurd. Like my favorite ones are all based here. And so it's inspiring and it kind of rubs off on you and you think that that's what you're supposed to be doing. And there's nothing wrong with dating and I won't stop dating, but there is something wrong with like going on a date with a person, deciding that they're like, okay, this is fine. And then being like, okay, I'm just going to roll with it, which like roll with it as in like kind of force myself to just decide on this one person. I'm like, okay, I guess you'll do. I'm not insanely happy with you. And I also could like totally see myself doing a million other things right now, but I guess I'll go on another date with you. And I'm kind of sick on like going on these hinge dates, going out with these guys and knowing that they're not right for me, but kind of forcing myself to go along with it because I'm like, ugh, it's kind of, it's just, it's just the right thing to do. And I kind of try to force myself and torture myself kind of in the process I force myself to do things that I don't want to do because I just feel like it's the right time and I just feel like I should, what better time is now, what better time than now, rather, to be in a relationship with a guy that is cute on the outside and seems great on paper, uh, but is not, not for me, you know, and is in love with his mother, you know, just weird little things like that. I don't know, you know, things, things come up. There's some weirdos out there and you'll, you'll learn that if, if you, uh, you know, dip your toe in the dating world. So where am I going with this? Basically, in life, you have two decisions. Well, you have many decisions, but you have two decisions. You can either go with the flow or you can decide that you don't want to go with the flow and you want to make your own decisions and your own blueprint for life. There's going to come a time on this podcast where I'll sit down and talk about my personality type with you because I'm a big fan of doing the personality type tests and like going through the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram, I think I'm saying that right, Enneagram, and I just did my Enneagram test recently, and I'm a seven. Um, I don't, I think that means, I think it means I'm the protagonist. I think that's what, yeah, the protagonist, I think that's the Ian, uh, the Enneagram, I literally can't pronounce it, Enneagram, you know when you can like totally read something fine, but then when you to like say it out loud, you're like, well fuck, that is so not how you say it. Anyway, so within my personality type, I tend to number one, be very impatient, and number two, just be like kind of forceful with forceful with things in the sense that, you know, in the example I gave previously with the picture frame, like I kind of force things to happen or force things or kind of, what's it called? Like convince myself that I'm ready for things that I'm not. And I have gone through my inbox with you all, like all the questions you guys have been sending me, all the comments, all the the you know, the novels of heartbreak and sadness you guys have been sending me. And, you know, I feel you guys. I feel you on such a deep level. You know, I'm constantly thinking about my life at this at this extent as well, you know, thinking, dwelling, 
you know, if you watched or, sorry, listened to my last podcast, you would know, like, I've had my fair share of times where I felt utterly heartbroken and miserable. And, you know, the majority of the time that I felt that way, you know, if you if you listen to my previous podcast, you know, the, the situation with me being very depressed over um, this guy that, you know, ghosted me, the frat guy that ghosted me, and I ended up crying in a mermaid costume on the floor on Halloween, you know, that whole situation... I think that when I'm most upset and when I'm most, you know, disappointed by people, it's because I kind of set myself up for that disappointment by convincing myself that I was ready for something that I truly was not. And I think, you know, even years later after that experience and just like I'm out of college now and I still do it. I'm still committing these same horrible crime, these same horrible crimes, sorry. And you know, the crimes being convincing myself that I'm ready for things that I'm not. And I'm such a huge believer in the notion that you should sometimes leap before looking and, you know, really be spontaneous and do things, you know, without thinking too much because I tend to overthink everything. That's like a big, big thing. It's also, I think, a part of my personality type that I was mentioning earlier. But at the same time, there are some times where you know in your gut that you don't want to do something and you force yourself anyway because you just feel like it's about time. You know, it's about time I just did this. And, you know, one of the big examples I can think of is, you know, losing your virginity. You know, and some people listening to this might be virgins and this might help them, you know, because to be completely honest, you know, do I wish I waited? Yes. Yes, you know, I will say that 17 minutes into this podcast. Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, the way I lost my virginity, although it was like as magical, I guess, as it could be in, a, you know, the situation it was, I'm not going to like go into detail about that because I have a whole video on it on YouTube and I also just don't really feel like it's necessary to go into the full nine yards. But, you know, moral of the story there, like I, I totally could have waited, but I also... Just remember that feeling of being like, am I the only one who's a virgin? Like, I I hated feeling like it was, you know, about time. Like, I was like, it's about time. Like, okay, can uh, someone just, you know, take it from me now? Because I literally hate carrying this huge burden of a weight of my virginity. Like, it felt like a literal knapsack full of bricks that I was carrying around every day, you know. And even previously to that, you know, my first kiss, I was very hell-bent on getting rid of my first kiss like it was some sort of like disease or something I was like oh get that off or like a a gross I don't know something gross you want off of you I guess I don't know something like a mosquito you're like oh get that off me <laughs> some of like the the analogies I come up with I'm just like Katie what the? it gets coming out of my mouth and I'm like oh my god Katie stop stop don't say that anyway yeah so I feel like sometimes in life we kind of rush ourselves through situations and we think that we should be at a point you know, it's like, okay, it's about time that we're at that point, you know, that I'm in New York City with a boyfriend that I love and adore and have fun with and whatever. You know, I think that I'm like, okay, it's, it's about time. And because of that, I, you know, get kind of frustrated when I'm not in that point, not in the point where I feel like I should be at this, you know, age and at this time, you know, I, I rush myself. And in doing so, I either settle with people that aren't right for me and I just decide in my head that they're right that they're right for me and I'm like okay he'll do and then when things don't work out I get upset about it because I was like no wait you know deep down I knew that wasn't right so it's not my fault but like it is my fault and also you know with that sometimes recently at least like going on hinge dates and dating guys I've realized 
that they're not for me. And I'm like, darn it, now how do I get out of this? Like, I feel kind of trapped by it. And I'm like, well, maybe I should just go along with it. You know, maybe I'll develop feelings for them. But I'm also like, I would, I'm just like miserable doing this. I hate, I'm just, okay, moral of the story here is I'm not ready. I don't want a boyfriend for the right reasons right now. And it's just point blank true. It's true. Like I, yeah, sure, I want a boyfriend. Sure, I, you know, somewhere down the road would love to have a boyfriend, ultimately a husband, you know, I would love another person in my life. But at this point, I got to stop convincing myself that I'm ready because I am just not. And, you know, how do you know if you're ready or not? It's hard to say. I feel like in some respects, you just know. But for me, it was, you know, going on dates with guys and realizing that I'm just, there's just so many things I would rather be doing than sitting on this date with this guy. And, you know, dating's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be something where you force yourself to do it because you feel like it's just time, you know? I'm going to, actually, my foot just fell asleep, so I'm going (laughs) to adjust and take a sip of wine because I think I deserve it. And yes, I am drinking wine. While I record this podcast, my go-to wine of choice is Sauvignon Blanc. Um, Cloudy Bay is my favorite, although it is expensive, I know. But I got it this one time, and I was like, oh, that's so good. And then I, you know, I guess I was, like, blacked out. I didn't realize how expensive it was. And I went back, and I'm like, wait, how much for a bottle? And then I just got it because I was like, oh, treat myself. You know, if you say treat yourself every day, like, does it, is it's not really treating yourself. It's kind of just normal. It's, like, habit at that point. But regardless, I am drinking wine. My foot is, like, doing that pins and needles thing oh (laughs) this is punishment from all the hinge dates that I've (laughs) lied and said I had a good time there's that book by Betches which I I love Betches I actually applied to work for the Betches they never got back to me so hi Betches uh you're Betches (laughs) anyway um they have this book and it's like I had a nice time and other lies amen sisters like every time I go on these hinge dates that I'm just not feeling and if you guys don't know what Hinge is, it's a dating app. I don't know if people, if it's like a, a thing that's well known around the world, but yeah, I always say I had a good time. Maybe I should stop lying, <laughs> but also, yeah. Can you imagine if you just like went on a date and at the end they were like, oh yeah, I had a horrible time. Like, don't call me again. Like, have you ever seen those videos where it's like, it's like, you know, if I was honest on a date, like date dating and like honest terms like saying what you actually it's just hilarious BuzzFeed does a lot of stuff like that but yeah you know I from as long as I can remember I've been the type to force things like literally if my mother is listening to this podcast which after me talking about my virginity hopefully she's not but I, I very distinctly recall her telling me a story about when I was in like preschool or it was either like you know one of those like very early like day school like when you daycare or something I don't know, something of that nature. I got in trouble. My cute little unibrowed self got in trouble because I literally full on made out with a kid. <laughs> like a very, like a, we were young. We were like, I don't even know how old. Like, I have a very bad perception of how old kids are. Like, I look at a kid, someone's like, oh yeah, they're two. I'm like, what? There's no way. That, that kid is definitely like seven months. Like, <laughs> like, I have a bad perception of like how old people are. But I was very young. I was definitely, definitely not aware of what I was doing, but I had definitely seen it on, like, cartoons probably at that point. Like, I was a big Disney princess um, fan. I was Snow White, you know, over and over for four years, I believe. My mom had to, like, rip the costume away from me on the fifth year. 
my birthday's around Halloween. It's the 27th of October, so I always had the Halloween-themed parties, and it, it was very on brand for me to dress as Snow White. But yeah, so I guess something happened with the, the, the Disney in me, and I decided to full-on make out. I, it was not just a kiss. It was a full-on slobbery make out. So I guess you can consider that my first kiss. And Ben, Ben S., wherever you are, <laughs> hope, you, hope you had a good time. You're welcome. So, yeah, like I said, I've been forcing things since day one. And so this is, not only is this a podcast to help you guys, but it's also kind of for me to be like, Katie, realize this, internalize this. You got to stop forcing things to happen in your life. You know, I I wrote this blog post around this time last year, which was uh, written after I went on this blogging expedition. (laughs) Expedition, why did I call it that? Excursion? Yeah, that's a better E word for that. I went um, to upstate New York with European Wax Center. It was so amazing. We stayed at this really awesome little cottage type house and it was with a bunch of other influencers. I was the youngest person there, which as an influencer, I'm kind of used to that. Like on a lot of campaigns, I'm usually the youngest, which I don't know what you know has to do with, I, I don't know why, because typically I feel like now in like the, the YouTube and the internet space, there's a lot of young people like running the show, like the Emma, Emma Chamberlains of the world. Um, Regardless, I was the youngest person on this trip, um, which was really cool because I got to be around a lot of people that were so established and, you know, total badass women were on this trip and it was so inspiring. Loved it. And this one dinner, I was seated directly across from like the most established, oldest woman in the room. And she was like, I don't think she was the founder of European Wax. She definitely wasn't. She was like just a very high up person at European Wax. And I was sitting across from her and she told this elaborate story. It was like actually most the, the, one of the most beautiful nights I've had with a brand because it was so to the point where I was like, I was impacted like very much. And she was going into the story about how she met her husband. And not to mention, I was like totally eyeing like the fat band of like diamonds on her wrist a wrist lol on her ringer ringer oh my god i am doing the (laughs) i need to take a deep breath on her ring finger how about that i'm gonna take a sip of wine because i just can't get it right i know but she was like going into the story about how she met her husband and she was like she started out the story like very poetically in the sense that she was like i slammed the door in his face it was new year's eve and now he's my husband and that was like you got to tell more. I was like, okay, you can't just tell me that and not go into the full story. So she said that. And then she was like going into the story. Essentially she was not into her husband. You know, the first time she went on this date, like a blind date type of thing on new year's Eve and had a horrible time. She said, she was like, this is the worst new year's Eve of my life. You know, I had the worst time. She went to this like black tie sort of ordeal on new year's Eve the guy that she went on this date with. First of all, I'm like, you go on a blind date on New Year's Eve, like you are, you've got balls, like lady balls. Oh my God. Like I would never, well, also maybe I would, but also like, I don't know a guy that would ask me to go do like a black tie affair on New Year's Eve. But anyway, so she did that. She hated it. She slammed the door in his face. He called her the next day. She answered. They went on a real date when he wasn't trying to impress her. Apparently he was like trying really hard to impress her. And that was a turnoff for her, which is also a turnoff for me. Um, But yeah, so another husband and wife happily married for like a lot of years, she said. I forget the direct number, but she essentially was like, because I was talking to her. I was probably, actually, I was the only person at the table that either wasn't dating someone or wasn't married or engaged. And 
she was like, Katie, this is a very special time in your life. You know, don't rush it. And I was like, very honest. We were drinking wine. I was a little honest, a little too honest with her. And I was like, you know, I can't help but wonder, you know, where is he? Like, where is he? I, I just want to know. Like, I get this curious feeling. Like, I want to know where, where he is. And I want to know why I haven't met him yet. And I want to know when I'm going to meet him. And I want to know all of the specifics so I can dress accordingly. <laughs> and she was like, Katie, honey, like, stop looking for him. And that, like, four-word phrase, stop looking for him. I did, like, count in my head to make sure I didn't just, like, mess that up. But, yeah, stop looking for him. That phrase haunted me, or didn't haunt me, but, like, kind of inspired me for the next few weeks to come after that. Inspired me so much that I wrote a blog post about it, you know, about the whole concept behind that. So if you want to read the full post, thekatieproject.com, check it out. It's called Stop Looking for Him. That's the post. But essentially, bottom line, you know... I'm really bad at taking advice like that. I'm bad at it because I feel like my head's always on a swivel looking for him. (laughs) And also just kind of, I'm such a planner. I need to, I love planning and I love getting like obviously jumping the gun on things like making out with boys that when I'm like three years old or whatever, you know, I kind of jump the gun on a lot of things and I rush through my life because I'm just so eager to get to the point where I feel like I should be. Like, I, I feel like I should be at a certain point, and I, I get uncomfortable with the idea of, of not knowing when I'm going to be, you know, at that point that I want to be at, and I get uncomfortable by it, and, you know, I always hear this thing, it's, there's this, like, question, it's like, would you, if there was a book, you know, with a chapter written out in explicit detail for each year of your life, would you read it? Would you flip to the last page to, you know, find out when your last day is? Like, would you, would you read it? And I always was like, you know, of course not. Like, of course not. I'm spontaneous. I don't want to know. But then part of me is like, you know, maybe I just take a little glimpse, you know, a little, maybe crack it open to a random page in the middle and be like, oh, okay, cool. I seem to be happy here. And then close it and then maybe like hide it and take a peek later. Like, I, I'm so like that. I'm a planner. And I'm an overthinker and it comes back to bite me sometimes because I end up torturing myself and going through things that I know that I don't, deep down my gut knows I don't want to do, but I do it because I'm like, well, I just feel like it's something I should be doing and it's glamorous and it's cool and I should be doing it. And I do the very thing my mother told me not to do and I start following the patterns of everyone else and I do I smoke the weed, <laughs> essentially, I know. But I, I do what everyone else is doing. And I, it, it just sucks to even admit that on this podcast because, like, and as I mentioned on, like, the, you know, the very first episode, I'm going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And this is, this is one of the ugly bits of me. You know, I tend to kind of try to force things. But, you know, bottom line, guys, if it, if it will, you know, I mean, I've always heard this phrase, like, If they want to be in your life, they will be. And you got to stop trying to force everything that happens to you and doesn't happen to you, rather. And, you know, sometimes when you try to premeditate your life to the point where you're, like, aggressively planning out everything that happens to you, you lose that little excitement factor of the unknown, Because, you know, as much as the unknown, even the word unknown just sent shivers down my spine. Like, it freaks me out. Like, it's like when you're treading water, you know, in the middle of the ocean, which I 
I do all the time. <laughs> Just kidding. Like, no. But if you picture yourself treading water in the middle of the Pacific or Atlantic Ocean, like one of those massive bodies of water, and just thinking about the things that are underneath you lurking below like that freaks me out and that's kind of you know my well that's my worst nightmare in the literal sense but also the figurative sense of not knowing what's around the corner and it freaks me the fuck out to be honest like I like knowing what's gonna happen I hate surprises you know I'm gonna obviously say I like surprises because that's cool and flirty and spontaneous and fun to say but I freaking hate them. I hate them. This past year for my birthday, I knew, like, so my friends were planning this, like, surprise pregame thing for me. My guy friends and my girlfriends, like, got together and decided to, like, do this whole really, really cute pregame. It ended up being so fun and so great. And there was a pinata, and they made the mistake of giving me, like, a metal baseball bat to hit this pinata, and I was I, as I was blindfolded, I could just feel the fear of everyone around me as I was holding this metal baseball bat. Anyway, but it ended up being, you know, so great. But I was like, I was freaking my shit leading up to it because I knew something was like, something was happening. Like I could tell my friends were like orchestrating something, but I didn't know what it was. And it was freaking me out. Like I, I literally bombed a test the day before my birthday because I was so scared and I was also partially scared that like I was inventing it in my head and I was like no 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 they're definitely not doing anything Katie don't get your hopes up because like what if they didn't do anything and then my birthday came and I was like had my hopes up for this thing that whatever long story short it was great and I loved the surprise they even got like my favorite like Patron tequila like I love my they got me a massive like the the limited edition Patron bottle and they like it was so actually so cute I'm like thinking about it getting like sad that I'm not with my friends right now but they like filled up all these Grey Goose bottles that they just had lying around because you know hashtag college like what and they filled them with red roses because that's my favorite flower and there was tequila and chocolate covered strawberries and like the full Katie starter pack you know and I it was just a really great night I ended up uh dancing on the counter because it was my birthday, you know, those sort of things. But moral of the story is there, you know, that's kind of like how my, I I just, I freak out unnecessarily and I force myself to do things I don't want to do. And so I remember like very vividly this one like sex in the city, I want to call it like a, is it like a meme or like a, not, it wasn't a gif, it was like a picture that I saw on Tumblr. And it said, I remember her, I remember this episode pretty vividly. It was, there's a battle between what we know and what we feel. And, okay, so there's part of me that knows that I'm just not ready to be dating anyone right now. I'm just, I'm just not ready. But then there's part of me that feels this, like, pressure, you know, and, and obviously, like, the hormones and, like, you know, because I am young and I'm sexual I guess you know there's part of me that feels like I should be in a relationship or at least like you know I should pick one of the many guys I've gone on dates with in the past year and just you know just pick one just go with one and I always tell myself like I should just give it a go but then you know what happens is I end up stringing this poor guy along when I knew and I know in my heart that I don't like him I know in my heart that I don't or at least I don't like him right now. And I say that because I'm a big fan of like, you know, the success stories with relationships where, you know, two people go on a date, 
It doesn't really, it's like, okay, they meet again a few years later, aka like the Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher whole thing. I listened to um, the Dax Shepard podcast, um, what's it called, Armchair, something Armchair, um, and it was about that whole relationship. Um, sorry, someone's texting me. Okay, sorry, just want to make sure that everything is okay. Anyway, we're back. So with the whole Neela Kunis and um, Ashton Kutcher thing, like they obviously were on that 70s show together and even like kissed and obviously because their characters, you know, on, on that 70s show and both were with other people for like a decade and then came back to each other and now they're happily married with kids and it's all fine and dandy. So I definitely will say that like you can always find your way back to people. But why force yourself to go through something that just isn't right. And you know, like for the time being, at least like, you know, in the, the, the present time. And the reason why is because we have this constant battle, as Carrie Bradshaw says, between what we know and what we feel. Because we, we know that we should just decide and make a very concrete decision that is, you know, based with facts and feelings and think about our gut and, you know, what is, is rational and if we're ready and all those things. But then there's that, like, you know, the, the feeling side of things. And it's almost like the devil and the angel on the shoulders, you know. It's, it's like the devil saying, like, oh, I just want to have sex all the time and, like, date this guy and blah, blah, blah. And, like, who cares about his feelings, blah, blah, blah. But then there's the angel that's like, oh, Katie, you should think about this. You should think about the rationale behind this. Like, maybe this, you're not ready for this. Maybe it's not the right time. And then there's a devil that's just like, hang that fucking picture frame. You know, don't look back. You know, if it falls, it falls, whatever. But like, you know, okay. So there's this constant battle that I have between wanting to be spontaneous and wanting, you know, because I feel like being spontaneous and doing things without a fleeting thought is sexy and it's exciting. And I, I always talk about on my blog how I need to stop overthinking and, you know, being so uptight and over overthinking everything. And... You know, well, there's just a lot of ways to look at it. Let's just say that. Because, you know, the grass is always greener. You know, I'm a t the type of person that really needs to think things through. And when I decide, you know, I want to be more like the people that don't and, you know, just like make things work and like be with a guy that I might not even like just because it's like cool or sexy or whatever, you know, I end up being unhappy because that's just not me. It's like trying to like fit into a pair of jeans that just aren't meant to fit you. They're not the right size. It's just not the right fit. And that's how I feel a lot of the time with, you know, with stuff like that. And, you know, my advice is to just know yourself. And if that means you need to just be alone and really process things, you know, I posted on my story the other day, you know, coming home, sitting in your favorite armchair, pouring yourself a cup of tea, and absolute silence. You know, to some this is loneliness, and to some this is freedom. And, you know, I, I guess it kind of depends on the day for me, because sometimes it does kind of mean loneliness. To me, I, you know, I'm a very social person, and sometimes I really do need to be surrounded by people, but on other days, that is the ultimate form of freedom. You know, being alone so you can really be one-on-one -on -one or one-on, yeah, just, just with yourself, you know, on your thoughts, in your, in your thoughts rather. Because when I'm really, really processing and thinking, I realize that I'm just not ready for a guy in my life. You know, I'm in the point in my life where I 
I'm loving it. Just being with myself and my friends and just, you know, learning what it means to be a girl boss and striving to be a girl boss and working every day with a slew of people that are passionate and excited. And, you know, as I mentioned, the article I wrote last year called Stop Looking for Him and the woman who, you know, hated her husband when she first met him and he called her the next day or whatever, you know, like you got to trust that the universe will bring you who you're supposed to be with at the right time or perhaps at the wrong time and then you consciously know it's the wrong time and decide that it's the wrong time and pick things up later on. You know, the, the universe works in a very funny way, but you kind of, you know, as much as it, it gives you all the reasons not to trust it, you know, with all the tragedy and the ups and the downs and just like you never know what you're going to get type of ordeal, you know, you got to trust the universe and you got to trust that things are going to work out for you, kid. Things are going to work out. And you just got to give it a chance to work its magic and stop forcing yourself and torturing yourself to do things because you feel like it's just the right time, but it's not, you know, and you kind of lie to yourself in a way. And, you know, when I lost my virginity, I kind of lied to myself. You know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the guy forcing me at all. It was me, you know, just deciding that I was ready to get rid of it. Like it was like, you know, a mosquito on my back. Like I was like, oh, get, okay, I'm going to squash this, get rid of it. And, you know, I kind of, there's going to be part of me that will always kind of regret that because I'm not with the guy. You know, I don't talk to him. I, I just feel like it wasn't as special as it could have been. And, you know, granted, I would not change anything about my life per se because it got me to where I am now, but I also wish that I maybe wouldn't have just rushed through things so much because I was just desperate to get rid of it, you know? There's a beauty in waiting, you know, not for the right time because there is no such thing as a right time, I don't think. As in, like, one specific moment on this day, on this year. But I do feel like there's a right feeling. There's a right state of being. You know, I think time is the wrong you know, medium to consider here. I don't think that there's a right time for anything, for everything or, or anything, actually. But I do think that there's a right frame of mind that you should be in and you should be, you know, maybe not, not an age, not a number, not a time, but a feeling, a state of being. And I do believe that sometimes you do have to jump before you look and be spontaneous, but only if, you know, it makes sense. And I don't want to say only if it's comfortable because, you know, life, you're going to have to make decisions that aren't comfortable a lot. And you have to, you know, go through periods of your life where things are uncomfortable and new and fresh. And I know that firsthand because I just started a new, a new job and I know what it's like to be a little bit uncomfortable. But I knew, you know, as I was going through, you know, those first few weeks at my new job and I was feeling a little bit uncomfortable, deep down I was like excited. You know, there was a little bit of, there was excitement there. And I knew that it was just the right time for me to be doing this. And hence, you know, I was so high on that feeling of like being like, I'm in my, you know, the perfect city. I'm in my new apartment with my new job. I should have a new guy in my life, you know, just to make things nice and cohesive. And that was my first mistake, you know, trying to force myself to do something and to be in a place where I just, I'm just not yet. And so this has been me rambling about... <laughs> all my issues <laughs> for 43 minutes and 
yeah, I mean, this, this definitely does reflect and kind of answer a lot of the questions you guys have been asking me, you know, and apply this to your own life, you know, think about it. Think about if you're ready for these things, you know, are you in a relationship where you feel like you're just not supposed to be there? Like you, you're not meant to be in that position. You don't feel like, I don't want to say comfortable. That's the wrong word, but I feel, you know what I'm saying? Like you just, you just know when you're supposed to be doing something, I feel. And you just know when it's the time, the right time to make decisions like this guy's going to be my boyfriend. And I'm sick of forcing myself to do things just because I feel like it's the right time. Because time is, time is stupid, okay? Time is meaningless. Unless you're in the corporate world. Time is meaningless. Think about what's going on deep inside of you and really think about that. Process that. Trust your gut always. I feel like trust your gut is like the mantra of this podcast and my life in a nutshell. But yeah, okay guys, I feel like that's where I'm going to stop because I'm getting sleepy and I need to drink this wine and knock out, but yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for once again listening to my rambling on the podcast, Thick and Thin. So yeah, that's that's it. Um, as always, please reach out. Let me know what you guys think of the podcast via Twitter at HelloKatieXO, K-A-T-Y-X-O. Um, or on Instagram. Actually, that was my Instagram, HelloKatieXO. And then Twitter is HelloKatieNoXO. I've been really trying to get the Hello Katie on Instagram for years now, and it has not worked out. So if anyone has any connections at Instagram, hit me up. Uh, but yeah, or you can reach out on my blog if you want to be anonymous, or on Tumblr, actually, even. My Tumblr page is Katie Bellotti, K-A-T-Y-B-E-L-L-O-T-T-E dot Tumblr.com. You can reach out there anonymously. And yeah, so thank you guys, as always, for being great listeners. And I will see you guys all next week.